0: Well, hello there, and welcome to the Messy Middle Podcast. Here you will find a collection of interviews of creative and ambitious Mums Who Entrepreneur, who are rising through their messy middle in life and business, brought to you by Emma Firenza, the founder of Mums Who Entrepreneur. Let's dive into our next interview. You on our messy middle podcast. Thank you so much for carving out some much um, precious time in your day today to chat with us. Um, I would love for you to introduce yourself, give us a bio, what you do, and um, yeah, talk about a little bit about your business and journey. So, I'll pass it over to you.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Emma. So, my name's Suzanne Kohlberg I'm a a weight mindset coach, and I work with women. To help them escape the diet binge cycle um, by understanding that sustainable weight release isn't about looking for an external solution, a plan, a program, a pill, a powder, a potion, but it's about consistently taking imperfect action. And the reason I work and I'm so passionate about this area is I've had my own struggle with weight since I was a child of four. My parents went on my first diet when I was four. And my weight went up and down. I'm talking like hundreds of kilos. And when I had my second child, my last child, I just knew there had to be another way. So I found this mindset journey. I walked it myself. I've released 78 kilograms and kept it off for over two
0: years now. And I help other people do the same. Wow. That's pretty amazing, right? Mm, A whole person. (laughs) I'm like, wow, that is like a whole life story in three seconds. That is just incredible. Um. Yeah, and, and the fact that you had a diet that started that diet journey from the age of four, that's just phenomenal. Like, yeah, let's talk about um, what sort of things really worked for you. So, okay, actually, I'll back up a little bit. So what is your business name? It's under yourself.
1: It's my name, Suzanne Kohlberg. Originally, it was Health Without Shame mm-hmm. um, because it's really I'm really passionate about you know being kind to ourselves and being you know self-love and self-care and self-worth um but I found um it was a little bit hard when you're first starting out because people would meet me and my my surname is quite uncommon so then I rebranded into my name because you'd meet me and people google me and it was easier to find so um it's just my name now yes
0: and I think a lot of businesses are moving in that direction because, yeah, it, it is. It, we're sort of diving back into that one-to-one personal connection. Your brand does become you and exactly what you've said. So we're seeing a bit of a trend with that. Um, I did the same thing with my new business. I have, you know, obviously our group and our community is Mums Who Entrepreneur. But, yeah, my website and everything like that is under my name. So it's hard to know what is right and what's not right and what's going to work best. And you just got to kind of pick one, don't you, and roll with it.
1: Yeah, definitely. And also, too, um, yeah, I just found it easier all in my name. And and health without shame, people would get healed without shame or they'd be confused about the shame or I'd have to explain it. And it just got tiring. So,
0: (laughs) you know. You can actually pivot so much quicker if your business model changes and moves and grows, which inevitably it does and so um yeah i think it's a fantastic business move you know for those that are in the online space as well as face to face in that you know in that instance okay so your journey so you've lost 78 kilos and kept it off in two years how long did it take you to shift or move or release i love the word that you use release actually i'm going to use that as well um released 78 kilos
1: It's it's my mission actually in life, like to change people from saying weight loss to weight release, because anything we lose consciously, our keys, our phone, our kids in the shopping centre, like, you know, something like that, you have that immediate panic. When you say weight loss, your mind goes, well, yes, but your body will have that subconscious reaction, your heart rate will increase, or you'll feel that flush, you know, so it's that little language shift doesn't sound like much, but it's really powerful. So when you say how long it takes, like my tongue in cheek, my initial answer would be 30 years because I went on my first diet at four. Um, but that iteration, like that journey, um, three years.
0: Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And that's good to know because, it, you know, weight loss is not something that happens overnight. And if you want to sustain it and have a long-term um, success for your health and wellbeing and mindset, you know, it's – I I feel like when I talk to some mums about this because – You know, usually the journey begins after having a baby, right? So Mm you obviously put on weight because you've had a child and it's a completely normal process. And I remember sitting in um, the mother's group pre-training, I guess. They do the birthing training and they take you through the birthing suite and all of that sort of stuff. And I remember the midwife saying, um, you know, just in lightheartedly, jokingly, uh, mentioning about, you know, don't put the pressure on your wife or partner to lose weight after the baby. And that was actually the first time I personally thought about, oh, I actually have to lose weight. I was like, I'm just going to have this baby and it will just drop off me. I didn't actually think about that I would have to focus on that as well as raise a new baby and find my whole feet in that whole new world that I'm going to be thrown into. Um, and it actually was a really negative experience for me because it put a lot of pressure on myself. So, yeah, are you finding that, you know, is that, does that happen quite a bit in some of the clients that you're seeing?
1: Yeah, totally. So a lot of the people I work with have been like lifelong dieters or have struggled with their weight for a long time, even even prior to children. Um, and um, where is I going with that? but in people who haven't like i have worked with a number of people too who haven't had a weight issue well i hate that term issue but struggled with their weight prior to children mm. but yeah especially with the pressure from like hollywood or celebrities and you know get your, your pre baby body back and um it 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 can for some people they seem to bounce back easier than others or with their first child they didn't struggle but the subsequent children they have and everybody's body is different. We have different hormones, different metabolisms, different requirements, different amounts of sleep that we get or don't get post-children. Mm. And that pressure we put on ourselves to you know, reach a certain scale or get back into that pair of pants we wore before, a lot of the thing I discuss with women um, is that we are not going back. We're not going back to the weight we had before children or going back to the weight we were in high school or whatever. We're creating anew because... That version, that previous version, especially a lot of us who have dieted before and like, I want to get back to when I did that program, that body gained weight again. So we're not going back to, we're going forward and we're making a new version of us. So that comparison to, to unrealistic Hollywood standards or to previous versions of ourselves, when we can let go of that and, and go forward, it just, it lets all that pressure go.
0: Yeah, exactly. That is just amazing advice there. And there was some really key things in your word choices that I loved that you used in explaining that. And yeah, it is. I mean, we do put so much pressure on ourselves. It's up to us to change our mindset, right, on the pressure. So we're in complete control of that. But sometimes it, you know, when you're in the thick of it, it um it feels like we're not in control of it. But bringing the power back in that you do have, you know, you can make the choice to make that mindset shift and definitely thinking about your body in a different perspective. And I definitely will not be fitting back into the jeans that I wore back in high school. (laughs) And I don't know if I really want to either. They were kind of like, you know, sparkle. Um studded jeans flares and the hipster thing not a good look for me right now
1: (laughs) Funny you should say that when i was growing up and one of my diets uh, i dropped a lot of weight and i bought this pair of rip curl shorts that i never fit into because i gained that weight back but i held on to those shorts i got them when i was 13. Mm. when I finally reached my goal weight I put them back on they were one of the few outfits that I kept because I was determined and I took a photo I shared it in my group never publicly Mm. but I was like and now I've got rid of them I was like this is what happens when you hold on to something for a couple of decades (laughs) and you wouldn't wear it anyway and it's just to prove a point Um, sometimes it's not even style or it doesn't even suit you or the other thing too especially post-pregnancy is our body distribution changes. So we might be more heavy up top or around the hips or something. So even though it fits, in, you know, in, quote, in air quotes, it's funny on, on audio, you can't see it. Yeah. it. It doesn't suit your shape any longer. Like the shape of your body has changed. So it's oh, just, absolutely. it's like uh, Marie Kondoed all my clothes. It was the best thing I ever did. <laughs>
0: oh, how good was that? Yeah. I think I released a lot of negative energy around my clothing when I did that process. I didn't go too extreme, but I just became more like, okay, yeah, this doesn't bring me joy. You are gone. See ya. <laughs> like- and it was so good. And the other
1: thing too, is there's such joy in purchasing clothes when you drop a lot of weight and obviously it can be quite an expensive thing. So I did learn a bit of fun of the op shop myself, but okay. it's like that, that you get to go and get something new, where it's just rehashing out of your wardrobe. It's not, it's not the same. You don't have that energy. You don't have that perk of, you know, oh, look at this, this is something I never would have chosen before and I can really enjoy wearing now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I love that you mentioned the op shop because that's a little bit of a, well, was a hobby of mine in the last couple of months, but now I probably won't get there. Very much with the whole shutdown of everything that's happening with our lovely COVID nineteen virus
1: yes. situation
0: that we're in ourselves at the moment. Um, I guess let's sort of talk about that as a mum in business. Um, what sort of you know what sort of things have ha- happened in your business and the changes that you've had to make since all of these um, restrictions and announcements have been in place um yeah share. what's your situation like at the moment?
1: Well what happened for us is it was just starting so the toilet paper issue had happened and we were planning a family holiday and it was kind of will I won't I go but I must admit I didn't think it had become the thing it has obviously I was quite naive so we went away on a holiday on a cruise ship and came back to a different world it was like something out of a book I read this series if anyone's seen it um The Passage by Justin Cronin is exactly what happened a bunch of them went off on a boat and they came back and the world had changed. So, that was um a a big shock so in terms of my business like my business is already purely online so in terms of how it's run not a lot needs to change but obviously a lot of my clientele aren't necessarily entrepreneurs so a lot of them have had changes to their work or their work situation so it's a big um it's a it's a whole new world in terms of how to how to navigate this and because I work with people with emotional eating and um, and binge eating and that kind of thing, we can revert to to previous behaviours. Myself included, in times of stress, and it's just a matter of understanding that it's not that we failed and there's nothing wrong with us. It's just that when when we are highly stressed, we tend to go back to what's familiar. And for a lot of us, that can be eating and stuff. So it's a matter of being really, really kind to ourselves, and and this not knowing and going forward, just doing the best we can to be there for each other. And for our families and as we navigate a new normal so it's kind of a transformation in like I'm skilled in transformation I've done it myself for my body and stuff so I suppose in some respects the resiliency and the tenacity is there but using those skills in a new paradigm
0: yeah, yeah. Look, and you know the message you've shared there is a very common a common thing that I've experienced with our pro- past sort of three or four guests that i've interviewed for the messy middle podcast and it is about coming together as a collective group and collaborating and you know adjusting to this new normal that is um you know normally in a situation or a crisis like this we've got a little bit of time to prepare but i think a lot of people Uh, in the same situation as what you were a couple of weeks ago, we could see it unfolding around the world, but it was like, you know, we're only in Australia, we're in an island, (laughs) we're okay, we'll be fine. Um, And, you know, it just escalated, you know, so quickly, so incredibly quickly. And so, yeah, I would, I did my last food shop that I would go into the store on the weekend and I walked into, um, you know, at least three mums from school and we were all kind of doing the same thing, not panic shopping, just like, okay, we can do this. We've got to get a couple of core ingredients and things just to fill up our week and see where it's going to take us. We decided to keep kids home at that point and I walked down the nacho aisle, which I don't even, that doesn't even really bother me. Nachos are my weakness. And I was like, I just have to get one, (laughs) one of these, I just need to get... (laughs) I just need to get my packet of nachos and my sauce and I'll have my hit and I'll be fine. So bad. But I tell you what, I did have it and my body just went new.
1: It's funny how (laughs) our bodies are just. The mind remembers, but the body's like, "What is? what are you doing to me? <laughs>
0: yeah, and they weren't exactly like, you know, really bad. Like I put spinach, I was like doing the whole like, it's fine. I'll put spinach, I'll put avocado, fresh tomatoes, you know, I'll put my good ingredients in too. But it just didn't handle, you know, because I do have a very healthy style of eating anyway in our family. We're actually vegetarian. So Um, and you know a lot of veggies a lot of fruit and yeah it's funny really funny how your body reacts to these things so in saying that okay so looking at your business um, structure you mentioned that you know you mostly run your business online what does that sort of look like for you as a business owner that works with you you work with neurolinguistic linguistic programming Mm -hmm. and um, personal training education background and so how have you put that together for your audience to help your community so i my
1: primary mode at the moment is i have a membership program called why wait and i deliberately named it wait it's w and an eight like in the shape of an infinity up the wrong direction because it's not actually about the weight on the scales it's more like what why are we waiting a lot of us will be We put things off until we've lost weight, until we've got the house, the husband, the kids, until the kids are at school, do you know what I mean? But, like, why wait? Why not now? So that is run – I have a Facebook group and I have pre-recorded modules which are um, uploaded. They have the units that you can watch those. So I kind of liken my – because I've got a personal training background – my membership to a gym, as in the modules, they're kind of like the equipment. So you can go and watch those and do them yourself. Um, self-paced self-study like you would use equipment at the gym then we have four group coaching calls a month um, and they're at different times for different time zones and I call them like the classes is in I'm up the front instructing them and people come along and they have their questions or they let me know like how they've been going with the modules and I help direct them so you know how sometimes at the gym and there's all those funny videos of people using something like completely wrong (laughs) you
0: know so it's like
1: I tried this Suzanne and it didn't work at all and I'm like, great. And people always laugh because everything's always great. But it's like, there's knowing and, and listening and going, oh, that was nice. And then going about your merry way. And there's actually giving it a go. So I call the the group coaching calls that as in the, um, the classes, so to speak. And then we also have the Facebook group. I call that kind of like, you know, most gyms have like a cafeteria type area where they have all the naughty food and Some people go and hang out there and just buy the chips and then complain that they're not dropping any weight because they're not actually using any of the equipment or going to the classes. Mm -hmm. So I love the um, Facebook group. We have a great time. Um, We really interact together. But in order to actually get the results, you need to do some work. And I say that with love. I'm known as the velvet hammer, equal parts loving but can be quite direct. So um, it's all inclusive. And then if people want extra support above that, then I do one-to-one sessions, like um, individual sessions via Zoom, and it'll be like the equivalent of personal training. So yeah. a lot of people just do the membership and that's sufficient. And it's kind of like um, you go to a gym to work your physical body, why weight works your mindset and your mental body. So it's, um, it, it, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm really honoured to have the community and I really love the support that everybody provides. And it's just like having that, the people who get it, the people who know it's just not about, eating less and moving more there's like there's more to it to really be able to explore that as a community so mm. that's primarily been my business for the last 12 months prior to that I spent two years just working with people one-to-one um and then I turned it into a community and I must admit I'm very shy I'm very introverted I'm kind of socially awkward so if people meet me in public I do have a bit of a resting bitch face but um
0: I would never have pitched that isn't it
1: funny Um, most people don't and then they do meet me and they're like two things one I'm shorter than they expected I'm actually quite short yes I used to be as round as I was tall but the other one is they're like you really are awkward I'm like yeah I know but so transitioning to a group was a big step and if it hadn't been for my business coach who basically kicked me out of the nest with love Mm. and kind of forced me to do it I never would have because I didn't think that a group would be for me, but I'm so glad it's been amazing. And I really, really love it.
0: Yeah. And you can tell, you can hear that in your voice that you're passionate about it and community is everything right now, even more so, and just keeping that connection going. Um, I just had a question. So your Facebook group, is that a paid? that's part of your paid? Um, yes. Yes. I did.
1: I have, I tossed around with doing a free Facebook group. Okay. And I did do one for a short while, but I ended up closing it simply because, and maybe this could be my own frames and my own stuff, but in weight loss, traditionally, that's why I use the term, a lot of the free groups can be like, oh, I ate McDonald's and I'm the worst person in the world and all this like getting down on self kind of stuff. And I didn't want to admin that. So mm-hmm. in, you know, like in in a free space, it's never about me telling people they're right or wrong or all this sort of stuff, but there's so many groups like that already out there I didn't want to contribute to that space and I also found it really hard to admin and manage the people coming in and trying to sell me their weight loss tea or coffee or you know yeah. African mango supplements so I was just like at this stage and going forward I don't think I could facilitate a free group for that reason so yeah. and my membership is is very affordable so um I just think and then I do have the clear guidelines about what, what can and can't be shared in that space um, and I just think yeah there's enough of that already
0: yeah absolutely for your business model i think yeah that's why i asked i think you've answered that perfectly um yeah i i I just think you've just got a fantastic setup and yes your business coach has done an incredible job and isn't it awesome that we can tap into those people that are just a little bit further ahead on the journey than what we are and you know, learn from their mistakes and their hurdles and their challenges and just propel our businesses forward and keep moving forward and bounce those ideas off and, and also just be able to pivot and make changes um, quickly, you know, make the decision, let's try this. If it doesn't work, well, we've got, you know, we've got plenty of other options and things that we can look at doing, but the membership model is, you know, booming and huge right now and um well not just right now it has been for a little while and I think people are are, um they are actually really loving that because um it definitely gives them more of a sense of community and I don't know about you but if I pay for something I tend to show up and learn and want to give more and give more value as well so yeah I might as a personal as a personal experience definitely a paid membership is um something that I really love to be a part of so I that's can another
1: help. reason I chose the membership model personally, because I've done a number I have invested uh, <laughs> a not insignificant amount in my personal development and still do. And there've been some courses that I've bought when they've been launching, when they've been whatever in hopes of wanting to do them, but I really wasn't ready at the time. And like now late or later when I do have the time because I've already paid for it, there's just something there. I know it's something in me, but it's like, oh, I've already given the energy exchange. But I think with the membership model, because you keep paying, you know, month to month or annually, however you choose to pay, you're still giving. So for me, it just feels more um, for both for both sides. Whereas when I, I buy a course and then it's, it collects digital dust on my on my computer top, so yeah, mm-hmm. I do I do have I didn't mention some short courses. So um, they are like two to three sessions. I deliver them live and I record them, and then they're available for the purchase as a home study afterwards. Mm-hmm. And um, I do quite like them, but I, I don't have a big signature program or anything like that. That's what my membership
0: is for. Yeah. And, and that's part of your value ladder, isn't it? You know, having things that um, not everyone will want to purchase or be a part of, but having alternatives as well. So it sounds fantastic. Um, okay. So Suzanne, let's talk about your messy middle. <laughs> so <laughs> let's talk about some, maybe some challenges or some hurdles that you faced in setting up you know especially going from one to one to the membership model we spoke about the positive side of things but i'm a bit about the tech so um yeah maybe there were some tech challenges what, are, what you know let's let's talk around that was there any challenges there
1: there were so many challenges <laughs> wow the messy the, my mess is my message you know <laughs> so um basically and one of the reasons my business coach prompted me to move to a Um, a membership or course a a one-to-many model was because I was booked out for one-to-one which you know was a great problem in inverted commas to have but what I didn't factor in and maybe you can never predict or maybe I'm not sure but anyway the number of people who would want to go oh well I'll just do the membership then so basically when I went from um, my one-to-one to my membership the, the first month that it launched was great, but then after that, a lot of the people had, like, downsold, and I was like, oh, okay. So um, significant drop in income was the first mess, and the, also the other mess, and it's still something I navigate to this day, and I've just done a live in the group about it this morning, is because people will work with me one-to-one and then do the membership only. Like, it's a, so you've got the ongoing support. For me, not over-delivering. Because basically, when you work with me one to one, you get that hand holding, um, you can message in between, we can do quick chats, all that sort of stuff. Sometimes that will inadvertently continue once they're in the membership. And I need to, with love, hold that boundary of that that's no longer the way I'm working with you, because I physically can't in terms of timing. And also, that's not the the service that you're, you're now paying for. So that can be um, a challenge to navigate.
0: Yes, very good to bring that up, actually, um, because it ultimately leads to burnout and then you start resenting the whole business model and you just your phone is just pinging constantly. It was part of my um, direct sales journey from previous years where I had a team of over 500 women um, that I was very privileged to mentor and coach. But my phone, and it was my fault. I never set boundaries. I answered all of their messages. I was available 24/7. I would take phone calls from crying consultants at 11 o'clock at night from cancellations. I'd be driving home, and I had to be their biggest cheer squad. It's not an easy industry to be a part of. in that sense, and yeah, it does. It completely led me to burnout. So, I'm so glad you brought that up because over delivering will absolutely lead to burnout in business. And us moms, as mums, as you know, we we when we set up our business model, it's really important to set those boundaries and stick to them. We just want to keep giving and giving and giving, but there's got to be a point where, um, you, you just can't do it all for everybody. So yeah, and people have to respect that.
1: Yes, and also too with you know um with what's going on at the moment there's a lot of high stress a lot of people are stress eating I work in the eating industry lots of of messages coming in and I you know may be doing something else this is as I said this is on me I should not be responding to my phone but I might say something in an offhanded way because I'm otherwise busy and then people will think that I don't care or I'm I'm just trying to get rid of them or or whatever but it's like we it's that thing to you know keeping the business hours and responding in time and and but still being of service and saying that you totally understand that this is a hard time for them so it's it can be really hard to navigate that you know people who are highly stressed or who have just eaten or just about to eat something and feeling quite bad about it um then then they take a short message from you or or no reply from you as as something so yeah it's totally um something i'm still working on how to get the, the best balance with it
0: yeah, very fine line there for sure. Definitely, especially when it's when it in the immediate, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope you do find a solution. I'm sure your business coach will give you some great advice and try and help you set those boundaries up a little bit more solid so that you can sort of, you know, give more without <laughs> overburdening yourself and and leading to that burnout as well. For me, I used to say things like that is an a that's a really great question and I would do a live once a week, You might, which you, you already obviously do. Um, but in the Facebook group, I would give extra support if there was loads more questions coming in. And I would just take all of their questions and jump on and do a live and answer them there so that everyone had the information, not just one person, because I found that a lot of people were going through the same or similar journey at the time.
1: Yeah, that's exactly and, the discussion I had this morning. I was like, we always feel or we often feel like we're the only ones and then mm. when someone else, because like somebody else had an issue in the group and she posted in the group, which is what I encourage. And mm. also, like by the time I got back to it, four other people had jumped on. So the thing with Why Wait, it's not just the Suzanne show. Everybody is is able to suggest and contribute and, and give ideas. Um, but also for the people who might not be courageous enough or, or vulnerable enough to share Um, That one person speaking up opens up a floodgate of a discussion we could just never have in a one on one situation.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so many people are so talented with giving support, and they love that's part of their love language as well. So they're willing to get in there and share and support people's emotions and questions and answers. And that's what the whole journey is in regards to creating a business model around a Facebook group community. Um, bringing it together, so I'm so glad you mentioned that as well. That's really, really great advice, especially for those that are looking at maybe adapting their business model to having the community and have those questions around that. And for those that obviously already um, do have that model and um, maybe can just take that advice on board um, and you know deliver it in their own business, which is fantastic. Oh my goodness, we have covered so much today. I just looked at the time; we are clicking over <laughs> so quickly. Um, so I just want to thank you so much, Suzanne. I um I have got some notes here to share in our um, in our podcast. Oh my goodness, I'm having a mental blank. What am I looking for? The show notes. Oh, <laughs> Get it out, girl. <laughs> Um, So I've got all of your um, contact details and we've got everything. We've got um, a sign-up for a newsletter that we can offer for our audience. So it's the three mindset tools that have helped you lose the 78 kilos. So we'll pop all of the details in the show notes so our amazing audience can get in touch with you if they're having the same thoughts and feelings around um, releasing their weight um, and moving forward, which is fantastic. So I just want to thank you so much again for coming on the show. And before we finish up, I love to chat. What is your favorite quote or meme or something that really motivates you or, um, that is, you know, applies to you in your life or your business right now?
1: There's, there's two actually. So my favorite quote has always been, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. Mm -hmm. Um, but the other one is that's more pertinent I think especially at the moment um, never give up on a dream just because of the time it will take to accomplish it the time will pass anyway because especially with weight it can seem like you know it takes years to get there but the time's going to pass anyway might as well be doing the small actions that take you towards your goal rather than the boom bust. let's do everything for a week and then nothing for many weeks and just end up the same place that we are
0: Yeah. Great advice. Really good quotes there. I love both of them too. So thank you so much for sharing them. Thank you for sharing your messy middle with us. I definitely can't wait to continue to watch your journey unfold in the coming months and throughout the rest of the year and beyond. Um, So yeah, thank you so much again for being a lovely guest today. Thank you, Emma. Mums, I really do hope you enjoyed today's guest interview. If you would like to access the show notes for this episode, you will find them at emmafirenza.com. I also invite you to join our free Facebook group for community and collaboration at Mums Who Entrepreneur. That is all for today and I look forward to sharing with you our next interview with a fellow Mum Who Entrepreneurs where we will be chatting about the messy middle journey in life and business.